The government continues to police the innocent. What's disturbing is they're attacking our way of life and our sources of production that we need to survive. And a story so disturbing, I needed to end this podcast with a much happier story. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, well, we got some news today. I told you we would do a podcast today because there's just too much news. And I tell you, there's still more. I, I'm not going to get through all this stuff. Maybe if I stop talking, but... Okay, so here's here's what's happening today. There is news. And by the way, it's Friday. Whenever there's a Friday, there's always big stuff that comes out. And sure enough, some has. Um, the redacted affidavit for the Trump uh, raid is being released today. Now, well, let's let's qualify this. One of two things could happen today. One, the affidavit will be released, but it'll be so heavily redacted we'll have still have no idea what's going on, and then there'll be screams and yells and blood-curdling cries and everything else. Uh don't forget, this judge signed off on the warrant, and he signed off on the affidavit. He knows what's in the affidavit. So he got the redacted affidavit, and he said, oh, you know, that's fine. You can release that. So that's possible that it'll be released today. Um, the other thing is the DOJ will appeal it to a higher court and request a stay. So... The judges proved it. They're supposed to release it by 12 o'clock uh, Eastern Time today, which is 9 o'clock Western Time, and we should be able to look at it. I think probably they're going to release the affidavit, but they're going to release everything. I, I, I don't think I don't think we're going to know anything after this. Either way, either way, I don't think anything is going to be explained. So I'm watching the news. We'll see. I don't know. In other news, uh, it's been estimated now, and I think this is this is one of the reasons why I did the podcast today. One in six people will have to choose between food and energy. The cost of energy, which is like electricity, gas, water, have doubled. People can't afford it. So people are cutting their air conditioning so they can go to the grocery store and get food. Power companies are already saying they've got such a backlog on people who haven't paid their bills, they're expecting a tidal wave of disconnections to these energy sources. You know, here's the thing. We still have to look forward to the winter. And unlike what global warming alarmists have been talking about, cold kills more people than heat. People can adapt to heat. People have a hard time adapting to cold. So this is not good. And the other thing is, this is the United States. Really? We got to be living like this? That you guys are going to jack up everything to the point that we have to live like a third world country where we can't have air conditioning or heat? We have to worry about putting gasoline in our cars? You know, here, here's the deal. 
these politicians, they just don't give a damn about us. Because you know something? Joe Biden, AOC, all those people, they're going to have air conditioning. And they don't have... Why? Because they don't have to pay for it. And of course, with their bloated salaries, which really needs to go away in Congress and the presidency and everything else, they don't care. They're elite. They're elitist. I don't say they're not the elites. They're elitists. They think they're important. By the way, California has made a big decision. Speaking of gasoline, they've decided that they're going to get rid of gasoline-powered cars. So by what they have done, they, they actually voted on this yesterday. They've decided to say that, hey, gasoline cars, companies cannot sell them in California. So, someone like Ford or someone like someone like Ford or GM or whoever, they can only sell electric cars. They they have to cut their inventory of gas-powered cars by I believe it's like 2029. They have to cut it down by 75% and by 2035 there will be no gas-powered cars for sale in California. Now, mind you, that doesn't stop you from going to Arizona and buying a car and then bring it back. You can do that. That's legal. You can't stop them from doing that. Uh, of course, there's always interstate commerce crap that they California could bring up and things like that. But that's where we are right now. So the car you're driving right now, which I'm sure anyone listening to this probably is not driving a lot of Teslas and Priuses and all that crap, you, you now may lose that car. Or, I mean, that's what they want. They're going to take that car. They're going to do one of two things. They're going to make gasoline so expensive you can't drive the car. And you have to get an electric car. Which, by the way, is weird. Because it's the opposite's going to happen. So, if they get rid of all gas... You cannot buy a gas-powered car in California. Um, guess what's going to happen to gas prices in California? are going to drop like a rock. Until California decides, oh, gas power. California is very short-sighted when it comes to crap like this. Uh, Washington is learning that. Washington has made it that, you know, everyone should have an EV. And then what happened was everyone in Washington had, had an EV. And literally, everyone in Washington drives a Prius. So gas consumption went down, gasoline to power cars, went down. They got a lot of money from taxes from gasoline in Washington. So now they're talking about charging you per mile that you drive, even though you're driving an EV. You see, it's... I mean, I understand there was one great argument on Fox News that said, you know something, sometimes when the government pushes something, innovation happens. And I agree with that. But here's the problem. The technology for electric vehicles is still not there. There was a guy, and this is the thing, the batteries in these cars last five years. That's it. Five years. After five years, the battery needs to be replaced. Do you know what it costs to replace a battery in a uh, an EV in a complete electric vehicle? Twenty to $30,000 because of all the work. You got to remember, you see an electric vehicle, the entire vehicle is, is battery. 
And that all needs to be pulled out. And they're even saying, there, there are people that are even saying, you, don't even bother going. I'm talking because I read and I don't have a link to this. But people are even saying, um, they last five to six years and we are, we've had five to six years of electric vehicles. What's going to happen now? People have to change the batteries on their cars. Yeah, we. It, that's great. On lighter news, let's let's go to the lighter news. It's National Dog Day. So if you have a dog, I have a dog, give your dog a big hug. You know what? Better yet, give your dog a bone. They'll love you. I love dogs. Now, I said this podcast can be kind of depressing. Um, and this is one of those stories. I, I, I only have three stories today. But I needed to get these out because I, I just I can't wait with this. That's why I decided to just do it today. Um, this is going to become this is becoming an ongoing issue, and I've been talking about this in the past. But now the government is becoming more involved, and what I've talked about in the past is there have been a lot of disasters in the last year with our food industry. A lot of disasters. Over 20, actually. And it was kind of like, how did that happen? 20 food-producing plants have been destroyed in the last year? How does that happen? And there are conspiracy theories going online. Okay? There are lots of conspiracy. And I'm beginning to embrace those conspiracy theories. I'm trying not to, but I am. Well, here's something that's more disturbing. So this is according to Rebel News. Recently, Miller's Organic Farm in Burdenhand, Pennsylvania, was raided... There's a town called Burdenhand, Pennsylvania? Wow. Was raided by armed federal agents. They demanded the farm cease operations and are economically crippling the business with over 300000 in fines. The government is arguing that the farm isn't adhering to federal regulatory requirements for food. The water buffalo, the cattle, and even the camels are living and being processed in the way, as Miller argues, that God intended. Just wait, wait for it. All animals on the farm eat fully organic diets, munching only on wild plants, flowers, and the bugs in their pasture. Okay, so here's some information about this story because this is really a disgusting story. And this administration, they, they probably don't even know about it. This is what happens when you have bureaucracy controlling the country. The farmer is Amish. He runs his farm the way under his religion. The farm is he doesn't have electricity, he doesn't have gas, he doesn't do anything that is goes against his religion. He's basically creating food the way we've been creating food for thousands of years. His farm is extremely successful. The food is good, the food is organic. He has very low overhead because he doesn't use pesticides or anything like that. Doesn't use gas, doesn't he doesn't use he uses I don't know if he actually uses a tractor, but he uses 
If he's really, truly Amish, he uses a plow with horses. His food never touches a grocery store. It's sold from the farm directly to the consumer. And by the way, most of his consumers are Amish. The article continues, Amos Miller explained to me that because his farm doesn't use chemical fertilizer, I do want to point out they, they never mention he's Amish in that article. He is Amish. Amos Miller explained to me that because the farm doesn't use chemical fertilizers, herbicides, or patented seeds, which are chiefly manufactured by industry giants with strong ties to the government, they're using the power of the government to shut him down. Quote, Corporate America is taking over and putting people in our government. They have the government on their side, and they're making it harder for farmers to be farmers, end quote, said Amos Miller. This is all true, by the way. Uh, our bureaucracies are being weaponized. But the question has to be, why food? Because the government needs to control three things, food, energy, and speech. Or four things, food, energy, speech, and guns, in order to control the people. We've seen this before. China did it. Soviet Union did it. Uh, Cuba did it. Venezuela did it. And what did all those places have in common? Yeah, they had starvation. It's a very common practice when it comes to tyrannical governments. I mean, seriously, you're attacking this guy? He's not dealing with anybody. As a matter of fact, this guy's farm is so popular, he's got people coming from out of state to get food from him. That's how good his food is. Now, again, I, I, I'm buying the conspiracy thing. Okay? They're destroying power plants. They're, they're, or power plants. They're destroying food production plants. They are attacking farmers. But you notice what else they're doing? Um, they're trying to push us to eat bugs. Have you noticed that? They're trying to make us go vegan. They're trying to push us to eat bugs. CNN ha has several sec segments where people are eating bugs online. The European Union, just last week, that's why I brought this up, just last week, sat back and, and released a, di a dictate that says, hey, bugs are great. You should be eating bugs. Bugs are not great. They suck. They also hold disease. They also have chemical imbalances that mess us up. They also don't have the, num the right amount of protein that a cow has. When you see story like these, these like these, they need, we need to look at these stories in a three-dimensional lens. Which means one story in itself doesn't mean anything. But when you see three, four, five, six stories over the period of a week, that means something. If you see 20, 30 stories over a year, yeah, that means something. You get to the point where maybe it's not a conspiracy. Maybe someone needs to explain something if you don't want it to be a conspiracy. I mean, and then you combine that with the fact that they're raising the prices of meat and dairy. What better way to get people to stop eating meat and dairy and start eating cicadas? 
which the European Union says we should be doing. Very interesting. Always look at news in three dimensions. Never look at it. it. It's hard sometimes because you sit there and say, yeah, I heard about this, but I didn't really apply it to that. The reality is now we need to look at start looking at everything and saying, maybe, maybe we should be applying it. And maybe we should be questioning. And, and the thing is, here's the thing with conspiracy theories. Uh, Glenn Beck said this, and Glenn Beck was right half the time. A lot of conspiracy theories are coming true. Not the moon landing, Chad. But the other conspiracy theories, they're actually kind of happening. Okay. Believe it or not, that was not the worst story of the day. This is the worst story of the day. This will probably take us to our close until I give you the funny story. Um, and this story just makes my balls crawl up into my stomach. It's so disturbing. This, I, I, okay, let me put it to you this way. If any other medical condition was described by these insane women, doctors would call this by its proper name, Munchausen by proxy syndrome. And the child would be taken away from these two women. But instead, we are such a sick society. We're celebrating this garbage. Luckily, we have news sources that are telling us kind of the truth. The truth. And, well, let's, let's take a look. This is from LGBTQ Nation. A 10-year-old child is making headlines as the world's youngest trans model to walk the runway at New York Fashion Week after representing a trans clothing company brand. Noella Marr was a model at New York Fashion Week in February, but the child's story has begun to receive additional media attention after it was announced the 10-year-old had been signed for a modeling gigs until November. According to Noella's parents, the child is expre was expressing gender dysphoria at age two. Now, just to let you in, I read the entire article. It was a glowing article. Oh, this child is so brave and trans and, and uh, a girl. He's a boy, but he's such a girl and he's so famous and everything. And they had a big picture of him. You know, here's a newsflash. He looks gone. He looks lost. He looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. And by the way, he be began expressing gender dysphoria at around age two? What? Now, that's the one thing that I'm surprised LGBTQ Nation actually brought up. Gender dysphoria at the age of two? Gender dysphoria is actually a psychological problem. And I'm shocked they even said that. Well, I'm not that shocked because here's the deal. A lot of the LGB community doesn't want the T. <laughs> okay, so I'm not that shocked. Okay, so Redux, which is a conservative website, and their primary purpose, and if you go to Redux.com, it's R-E-D-U-X-X.com, they actually say we're here to protect women and children. They sat back and they read through the propaganda from LGBTQ Nation. And there's also 
another out.com was another one that they that just made this thing. So listen to this and then I'm going to give you the story. Now I'm going to read the whole thing here because it's it's long but it's important. At a New York City Fashion Week 2022, one little model made history on the catwalk. 10-year-old Noella Marr became the youngest trans model ever to walk the runway at Gotham's premier garment gathering. And he's referring Gotham. It, New York is Gotham City. It is just, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah over there. The pint-sized cover girl started social transition at the age of four. She legally changed her name at seven. Quote, Noella doesn't ever get nervous or scared by anything. She's tiny. She's a tiny professional, exclaimed the little model's mom, Dee McMahon, to Metro UK. She was so excited to go down the catwalk, excited to see all the people and the cameras. She knows exactly how to work the crowd. It's because she's a sociopath, because you've made this kid, you've brainwashed this kid, you stupid bitch. Continuing, Noella worked it for designer Mel Atkinson, who's probably a pedophile, and the Trans Clothing Company, an all-inclusive brand with clothes for trans and gender non-conforming people of all types. So he's not all-inclusive if he's making clothes for those people. Because I got news to you, I would never buy clothes from this guy. Quote, we are so proud of Noella for being the first trans child in New York. Fashion Week, we are in awe with her confidence and determination. End quote. Oh, wait a minute. Did I read that already? Oh, I'm sorry. I did read that already. Okay. According to Noella's proud parents, she started... And by the way, they're not her parents. Uh, according to Noella's proud parents, she started saying she wasn't a boy at two. Quote, she would refuse to wear boys' clothes and have tantrums because she was so young. She knew what she wanted, but didn't have the words to say it. In other words, she didn't know what she wanted. He didn't know what he wanted because he was two. Have you ever dealt with a two-year-old? Continuing, quote, I should have known earlier as she hated anything masculine. So I brought her to a gender clinic. Oh, that's always a good thing. At four, her parents took her to therapy. Not her parents. Her, where Noella was declared, declared that the doctor was a girl. The doctor declared that she was a girl. Quote, she blossomed so soon we realized and allowed her to finally be herself. Finally. She's never been herself. She's a kid. She's not going to be herself till 25. Anyway. While mom and dad say Noella is too young to transition medically, she made the social transition at four. At seven, she legally changed. I think I, I messed up somewhere here. So let, let's move down here. Okay, let me, let me just get, because I, I seem to have uh, cut and paste the wrong parts of the thing. So let's just get to the point here. This is all from Redux. I'm, 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 I am reading this from Redux. So at age four, she was socially transitioned. Um, it was Noella mother, Noella's mother that brought her to the clinic. Her father wanted nothing to do with it. Her father is still fighting this whole thing. She brought her to Ann and Robert Lurie's Children's Hospital of Chicago. During the appointments, Noella told a gender counselor he was a girl. By six, they changed his name. 
But the information on the child's family is often left out of the glowing profiles. Here they come. This is all from Redux. I'm, I'm reading this. D. McMayer, Noella's biological mother, is a social justice advocate who identifies as non-binary, appears to be appears to be on hormone replacement theory uh, therapy, and recently had cos uh, had a cosmetic mastectomy. Both she and her current partner are females who identify as men. In 2009, McMahon and Noella were featured in People's World, a magazine. Yay! Timothy McCord, who is the child's father, was fighting for full custody to take her, take that kid, take him away from that garbage. McCord had opposed this whole thing from the beginning. July of 2016, in some way that's not clear, Noella's arm, I don't even know what the name of the kid is, but Noella's arm was fractured while he was with his father. The mom sat there and said it was forcing, the reason the arm was broken is he was forcing, Timothy was forcing the boy to wear boy pajamas. Mar, Noella expressed that she had pain. He didn't take her to the hospital. And that's what he ended up getting charged with, that he didn't take the kid to the hospital because he had a broken arm. Newsflash. I did that. I've done that before. Nikki fell one day, my daughter fell one day, broke her arm. I said, you're fine, get up. And, and, and everyone does that. Little boys especially, they break their bones constantly. And you think it's not a big deal. So he char he he actually ended up pleading to a misdemeanor, which was just not taking to get to the hospital, and that ended up being it. So, Mar McMar, the the woman who thinks she's a man, actually had to wanted to charge her ex husband with a hate crime against a trans youth. In two thousand eighteen, he. A McCord pled to a lesser charge, didn't get any jail time. He's currently employed as an analytical chemist in Chicago. So this guy is not stupid. In 2019, McMahon married Ray, again, a woman that thinks she's a man. So I, what, what are these folks? Are they actually... Um, are they actually a gay male couple or a lesbian couple? I, we don't know. That's, we're not allowed to say. Both of them work for LGBTQ health justice. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, the only job that this broad had was at LGBTQ crap. She never had a job, a real job. That year, Noella and McMare were profiled in Get this, Chicago patient. They were so in a, uh, Chicago parent. Excuse me. So in other words, these broads are going into magazines and they're promoting this shit. Yes, I am actually cussing. I'm sorry. So they said they plan to start this kid on puberty blockers at nine and start gender surgeries at sixteen. Wow. 
I they refer to this kid as a theyby. So they don't even again the pronoun thing. So let's let's be let's be you you hear the story here. Okay? The the little boy is being abused and it's celebrated. These two women are using their kid to push their own agenda. They're using him to prop as a prop. And dad, though maybe questionable on his actions, has no say in the destruction of his child. If this was a straight parent doing this, these two would have been in jail and that kid would have been taken away. But because they're women that say they're men, it's okay. And we should we should jump up with joy about it. And you know what's funny is, after the whole John Bonet Ramsey crap, at the whole John Bonet Ramsey crap, it's been people have been pushing down the thought that kids should be modeling at all. You don't see any of these little girl beauty contests or anything anymore because they've been got they got rid of them. So this is going to be the depressing part of the story. As far as this kid goes, he's gone. He has been groomed to be a girl since he was two years old. They already have him set to be chemically castrated before puberty and have his genitals cut off at 16. He will never be able to detransition because of the pressure his mother put on him and how the public how public she's made her abuse and how how her abuse has been celebrated. He will never know who his father is because that bitch has demonized him. The only masculinity that kid will see is the masculinity that was appropriated by these two women. The same appropriation that drag queens do with when it comes to femininity. All this stuff is just going to confuse the kid more. We've seen this with jo- we've seen this before with John Money and the Rhymer twins, who are David and Bruce. Now I don't know if you know this story. If you're a conservative, you probably do know this story. It is the one of the most disturbing stories I have ever heard. In the fifties, John Money was a was a sexologist, and he was really he believed that there was no binary sex, that it was all transitional. You could, um, you could be any sex you wanted. And he also believed that kids were sexual at birth, which means a kid was already thinking of having sex at birth. Yeah, no, this guy was sick. This guy was absolutely sick. He had... There one day, there were, or one at a time in the 60s, there were two twins born, the Rhymer twins, or just twins born, uh, David and Bruce. David went by a different name. I, I can't remember what it was, but he was David and Bruce. David had a surgery, and I hope I have the names right, but David had a surgery, had a circumcision that went bad and his penis was burned off. Okay, so these parents who were panicking went to John Money, who said that, hey, you know something? 
I can transition that child to a girl. And we can, all you have to do is not tell him he was ever a boy. So he performed a surgery, cut off his testicles. He did the vaginal plasty, whatever it's called. And he made the boy, David, into a girl. Well, guess what? David wasn't a girl. They lied to him. They continued to lie, and they began to notice that David wasn't cooperating. And I can't remember what they called David, Beatrice, or whatever the hell they called David. What ended up happening was John Money continued to counsel David and Bruce because Bruce wasn't really sure what was going on at that time. And these kids were 10 years old. He used to make those kids perform sexual acts with each other. He, Yeah, this guy's sick. He used to take pictures of them. You have any issues, go, go to, go to uh, my website, look at the, the link of John Money. He's a sick son of a bitch. And what ended up happening was, uh, both ended up, both boys, David and Bruce, ended up really screwed up. David realized he was a boy. The parents finally told the truth. David detransitioned. He actually had surgery to make some kind of penis. He did he did end up married. He did go on shows to explain what had happened to him. Nobody talks about this. You know why John Money is considered a hero to the trans movement? He's considered a god. They're still teaching his BS in colleges. Well, one of the kids ended up dying from a drug overdose and the other shot himself in the head with a shotgun. That's the destiny of this little boy. Before the, By the age of 30, he'll either die of a drug overdose or he'll commit suicide. And here's the thing, because gender dysphoria is an actual mental disorder. If that kid had gender disorder dysphoria, and I don't think that kid had gender dysphoria too. I'm sorry, I don't think. I think he liked to play with a doll and they said, oh, he's trans. And they went with it. This kid is doomed. And this can't, kid can't detransition because they have made their abuse so public. He's going to always have the pressure that he can't do it. It's a, a, a truly disgusting story. Um, it bothered me so much I had to bring it up. I, I, I'm sorry. It's Again, it's a story without an end. We don't know what's going to happen. If maybe some judge, some court, some police agency is going to sit there and have the balls to say, hey, you can't do that. Nobody does, though. Nobody does. There's another story next week that's just as disturbing. I'm not going to bring it up today. Because I, I want to end the podcast. I'm already running late. I want to end the podcast on something lighter. Uh, according to New York Post, was it a casualty of sex on the beach? Thai police were flabbergasted after responding to a report of a dead body on a beach. 
only to discover that it was something far less dire. The false alarm occurred on Thursday after beachgoers spotted what they thought was a, woman, a woman's corpse on Bang Sang Beach in the Thai province of John Bury, Jam Press reported. I'm sure I butchered everything there. Alarmed, they called the police, who arrived and discovered that the so-called stiff was actually a hyper-realistic sex doll. The sex accessory, allegedly a Japanese model known as AV Idol, reportedly cost $553. I saw the pictures, and in defense of the people who saw this body, they could not see the face because the face was in the sand, and it looked pretty real. It looked pretty real. They even had to blur out the genitalia because it was do the doll was nude. Uh, and apparently the genitalia looked like women's genitalia. But I do have some questions with this. First off, what sick bastard pays $553 for a sex a Japanese sex doll? Do you know what the inflation is in Japan? That doll was probably far more than $553. I mean, there are other ways to get off than than buying spending $553. Get a hooker. Probably cheaper to get a hooker. And what was it doing on the beach? What was he doing? Did he just carry his sex doll on the beach or on a boat or what what exactly? And and the other how do you lose it? How do you lose a five foot five sex doll. And then finally, the big question here is is who's a lucky bastard who gets to pick up someone else's used sex doll? My God. Yay. I this story leaves more questions unanswered than answered. I don't know. I hold on, I'm sure the New York Post is gonna give us more information on this in the future. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.